0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast Used Up Pins, an interview series about the Landreth family's journey with a son and brother diagnosed with autism, Trent Landreth. Today on the Used Up Pens podcast, we have a special treat. Recently, the drawings by Trant Crew took a trip to Georgia to visit a fellow TikTok personality, Jordan, of the Summer Shirt Project. We had the amazing opportunity to sit down with Ben and Jackie and talk through their life with a child diagnosed with autism, Jordan Moore. On today's episode, we'll talk primarily about what it was like to first hear that Jordan had been diagnosed with autism and how the Moore family reacted and responded to the diagnosis. Here's your host, Tristan Moore, No Relation.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Used Up Pence podcast. My name is Tristan, um, and today... We normally have uh, my parents, Corrine and Andrea here, but we actually have some special guests here today. Uh, We have Ben and Jackie Moore, so you guys can say hi.
2: Hi. Hello, (laughs) thank you for having
1: us. Absolutely, Um, and it's again, as we were talking about, it's been so cool to see Jordan and Trent together right now. Um, I'm sorry I can't be there in that uh, Zoom is a little annoying, but that's okay i'm working with it i had some chocolate so i'm feeling good
3: chocolate makes everything in life better
1: (laughs) i know i know preach um okay cool so um one of the things just to get this started off um, one of the things that my parents are pretty passionate about is the fact that they have um, stayed married through this whole um, journey with trent and all of us kids and everything Um, and so it's very cool to see that with you guys too um, so, if you'll just tell us a little bit about how you met, how long you've been married, um, and whatever else you would like to tell us about that.
2: Jackie and I are looking at each other like, "Oh, oh long story." Oh, long story. <laughs> well, we met in the first grade.
1: Yes. Oh, wow.
2: Boyfriend and girlfriend in the first grade. Small town of three thousand people. There was. 50 I'm looking at her with the question mark. 50 kids in our class. Yep. So we were the two that We sat beside each other in yep. first grade and um,
3: we lived close to each other yeah. so we'd played each other's house after yeah. school a lot. We got to middle school, never dated middle school, high school and then when we got to college, we started dating our sophomore year of college and then that was
2: 25. We'll be
3: married. It'll be 25 years ish in November. So wow. it, it has been incredible because, like you said, I know there's so many people, families that go through the autism journey and it tears them apart. And we've just been fortunate. I think, if anything, it brought our family closer together.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. You know, actually, so I was I was running through the questions and everything um, earlier today. And for some reason i just had an inkling that you guys had known each other like when you were young i don't know why but yes perfect okay great um and so how many kids do you guys have
3: we have two kids, we have Jordan who is 21, and then we have Hudson who is eight. So wow. long long age span between there, Hudson was a surprise, the best surprise <laughs> we've ever had, but he definitely came <laughs> uh, along uh, as a surprise and ended up being you know, such a blessing to our whole family, to Jordan and everything, yeah. so we have two.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. So how does um, Jordan interact with Hudson or vice versa?
2: Oh, great. Great, they yeah. they get along. She, I mean, ever since we brought Hudson home from the hospital, she just took him, took him on, and it's it's been great. Uh-huh. We we were a little nervous about it, but but it's been um, yeah really awesome. We and laugh. Hudson, Hudson gets along great with her. He's super nice to her. He's got that uh-huh. bone in his body that's just uh, the loving bone.
3: So and it's been he her. just knows. Don't get me wrong. They have their moments. Like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like any sibling <laughs> says. Right. But he just very instinctively knows to look out for her. But there's such that age gap. He also looks at her as the big sister. So Aww. it has been, it's neat to watch him. He just is very natural with her. Yeah, yeah that's so cool.
1: Okay, um, so since we are on the topic, we're going to talk about... Um, jordan as a person as her own person for a second so we're gonna um go from mom you're gonna tell your story and then we'll switch to dad but just about who jordan is who she is to you okay so um what jordan likes to do who she is to you guys um maybe like as a part of your family and then to you specifically if she's taught you anything um just anything jordan related
3: okay i'll 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 take tackle that one first. Yeah. So, I think as a parent when you're thinking about having children, it, ne- it you know, you have that fear of what if something's wrong, but no. I don't think most of us think that that's going to be our life as a parent. And so there was no way that we were prepared for it. It was very surprising. And in the beginning of our autism journey, it it was hard emotionally. You go through all the thoughts of what's not gonna happen. But I think over the years, Jordan perseveres. She faces challenges head on and to watch that and to watch the challenges she has and see how happy she is with life it's hard to not just be around Jordan and have so much joy. I mean, it really is. And she has her moments that, you know, aren't as happy, but for the most part, you watch the way she has to take on challenges, but yet, she finds such delight in simple things like going out to eat is one of her favorite things to do. I mean, give that girl a Pepsi and it's like giving someone a million dollars. She loves it. And I always say, if I could learn to find the joy in the little things like Jordan does, if everybody could do that, how much happier we would all be. And I just, I love seeing the world through her eyes. There's as a mom, Of course, I'd love to be able to take many of her challenges away, but to see the way she is able to get through life. And I mean, when you're around Jordan, people just fall in love with her and I I totally know why because she just lights up a room and I think as a mom it it just makes me really proud to see that and to see all she's overcome to get where she is in life and I think she just shows the world that you know with a good attitude a lot of hard work you can overcome a lot of things
1: yeah yeah that's so cool all right,
3: Ben. What do you have to add, Ben? <laughs> You're up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I,
2: I totally agree with what Jackie said, and it's, I guess, I, I remember when she was first diagnosed, I mean, it's, I remember the office I was sitting in, Jackie came in and told me, and then I am looking up on the computer, what, what is autism? You know, I, I, mm. starting now, you, you had yeah. no idea. Um, right. So it was a course that we quickly took, um, had to take it, so, um. Yeah. I think we'll, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit later, but we, we took every course of action. I think most parents or most parents try to try to do, you know, as they go through the autism um, realm. Right. Um, but as Jackie said, she's a fun, happy Girl loves to go out. Loves people. Loves the more people, the better. The more crowded a place could be, the better. She, and, and which is opposite of most kids with autism, oh, right? So <laughs> and it, which is she great. hasn't
3: always been that way. I can remember in the very early years of autism she wasn't that way at all. She pretty much liked me. That's true. <laughs> Anyone other than me, including her yeah. dad, like Ben traveled a lot. I was going
2: to say, I was, so I was gone. He was gone. So I Monday through guy. Friday, father.
3: it was Jordan and I, and yeah. he would come home on Friday evening mm-hmm. and it kind of would just disrupt her world. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. but yeah. she, there wasn't, she just, she didn't notice people as much. She didn't care about people. And So as she's grown and we've worked on it with her and through different therapies, she's really come out of her shell to where, I mean, you know, Trent walked in her shirt shop and she was, and she has watched some of the videos. So she knew who she was She's like, Trent's at the shirt shop. She was just so excited to see, you know, this person she'd never met in her shirt shop. So we went out to pizza last night and she was sitting at the, at eating pizza. She's like, Trent's eating at Mellow Mushroom. (laughs) So it's fun, especially when you've experienced the other side of it and to see that she's been able to grow out of that because I know that is not the case for a lot of individuals with autism. And I think even for a lot of individuals with autism, they might want it, but they can't show it. They can't express it. And so for her, at least in the language she has to be able to express her desire to be around people, um, has been a big blessing for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool.
0: And now a word from our sponsor and now back to the show.
1: So. Ben, you mentioned, um, about Jordan's diagnosis. So, um, can you guys take me through that a little bit? What was that like? What exactly she was diagnosed with, how it made you feel, um, and just your personal experience now.
3: So when she was 18 months, she was our first child. We didn't know what to expect. She had some words and like, You know I can remember specific things of like our neighbor across the street their house was for sale and the for sale sign in the yard had balloons and so she'd point at it and go "Balloons, balloons!" you can remember things like that and then I don't know it was probably 20 months and I was watching a video of her of like from two months or so before and I'm like that's odd she seems to have had more words in that video than she has now but as a new parent and everybody tells you back then, they were like, oh, that's totally normal. See, you just, you reassure yourself that I'm sure everything's fine. yeah. And so you just don't think about it as much. And so we get to where she's 24 months old. She just goes in for her regular well check. And the pediatrician Suggested she get her hearing check checked. Mm. I had no idea that's like the first step in any mm. doctor thinking your child has autism. I didn't know that. So <laughs> You're we like, okay. Exactly. Sorry, yeah. yeah well, she's <laughs> she can hear fine. So we go, we get the hearing check. They say she's fine. And so the follow-up pediatrician appointment, I was like, oh, there's no need for us both to go. I mean, her hearing was fine. And so I was sitting in the room with her, the pediatrician came in, and she had some like med student. To, you know, with, with her. And she just starts asking me some questions. And at the time, a little before that, I had worked in the school system as a school social worker. And so I'd set in on a few mm-hmm. IEP meetings, but I didn't know much about autism. But she mm-hmm. was asking me some questions, and I looked at her and I said, Do you think she has autism? Mm-hmm. And the pediatrician said, I'm not saying she does but I definitely see some signs that we need to monitor. Well, I'm not really a wait and see type on anything. And I lost it. I felt sorry for the poor med student that was in there because I lose it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to wait and see if there's something wrong. We need to know. So she said, you know, let me, let me step out of the room, see what I can do. So she, she leaves this poor med student in there with me, like bawling. So. Fast forward, she was able, we lived in Missouri at the time, she was able to get us in within a week at the University of Missouri, even though they had a very long wait list, there was a doctor there that was very interested in diagnosing young to see if it made a difference Mm -hmm. in early intervention. So, but I left there still, my entire world was rocked because I went into that appointment not even suspecting anything. It just so happened Ben's office was very close, so I, I went over there and I'm sure... His, the receptionist thought someone had died because I yeah. literally, I didn't even speak to her. Yeah. I just go straight into his office. I'm crying. And that's funny because
2: I can remember that like it was yesterday, but I can't remember a month ago what has yeah. happened, you know? So it, it's, <laughs> but I can remember that day, exactly oh, yeah. the position of the desk when Jackie came in. I mean, the receptionist, Jerry, Jerry yeah. came in afterwards yeah. and it was, I could just, it was like it happened yesterday.
3: Yeah. yeah. But
2: and we did a, go ahead.
3: It, you know, it's one of those at the time, you didn't, we didn't know hardly anything about autism and hardly. We, we weren't <laughs> suspecting anything. And I mean, it was hard. It's it hard. was emotionally, you just suddenly your whole future changed. You didn't know what to expect. You didn't know anything. And again, we were fortunate because literally within a week, then she was turning to Within a few days, we had had our birthday party that coming up weekend. So that was hard. Mm -hmm. Then we went and we got the evaluation and they said, you know, the doctor there said, I do think at the time there was the diagnosis of pervasive development disorder. And they would Mm -hmm. diagnose that a lot, especially really young because they weren't sure they didn't yeah. want to go for with a full diet. So they would give a PDD and OS diagnosis. And so she said, I, I, she definitely is on the spectrum. I'm not saying what her future will be. I think she could still go on to do great things. So she was, we had a hopeful experience. She said, I want her starting in, you know, ABA right away, speech therapy. So she really set us off quickly into the right direction, mm-hmm. but it
2: and we jumped in. It was in hard. It we quickly.
3: did. We did. Um, we weren't really the wait and see type. Mm-hmm. We didn't go through denial. We just... Um, we jumped in and did whatever. Jumped, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Whatever. And yeah, about
2: everything. It seems like we we tried whatever the doctor or whatever we heard, whatever Jackie yeah. was reading, we tried it.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, we just... From day one, she was our focus, and we wanted to give her the best chance of at life as she could get. And so that that's been our focus for the last 21 years.
1: Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, it reminds me of uh, when my parents have talked about, you know, trying anything and everything that is out there because what's mm-hmm. it going to hurt? You yeah. know,
3: mm-hmm. right? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so it sounds like you guys, um, initially took it pretty hard and then, uh, just took what you were given and ran with it. And it's, it's become a very, very cool thing. Um, and her life means a lot to a lot of people. So what was it like when you told your family, um, immediate and extended? So,
3: I mean, the, it was such a different world back then because yeah. when right. she was diagnosed, even then the rate of autism was only one in 500. But you just didn't know anyone with autism. Well, in our small town, right.
2: there, we, we, there was nobody we knew
3: right. that I knew.
2: I mean, we just didn't have anybody that
3: didn't right.
2: have that quote unquote label, you know? Um, nobody. It was. Right. We saw so, around yeah. it. In our small, and we had a small, small school. So. Um, yeah. Nobody in school.
3: But yeah. I mean, I, I feel like our family has always been very supportive yeah. of Jordan. My, my mother is one of the closest people to Jordan. Like she is mm-hmm. one of Jordan's favorite people. Every night, pretty much, she calls Jordan. Jordan has a cell phone. Uh The only people she talks to is either probably myself or my mother, Mm -hmm. but every night my mom calls her. And if Jordan is somewhere else and she hears her phone ringing, she runs to go get it. She looks forward to grandma calling every night. And my mother, so Jordan's language is limited. It is often the same conversation Mm -hmm. every night. But my mother doesn't care. She calls her every night and we'll talk about the same things. And it really is a highlight of Jordan's day.
1: Oh, Oh, that's so cool.
3: But
2: both families have been supportive. I mean, it's it's, everybody's. Acceptance of it, It and supportive, and it's it's been family's been good.
3: Yeah, we have several. She has several cousins that are the same age. Um, Ben's brother has a son right around Jordan's age. His sister has a daughter around Jordan's age, and then I have twin nephews around. And. I'm not going to lie, when we were, when she was young, it was really hard for me. Um, Nothing they did whatsoever, but emotionally it was brutal for me to be around. Mm -hmm. We didn't have other children, so we didn't have to face it on a regular basis, but you would go to family dinners, you would see the milestones that yeah. we were missing. Opening and presents, we, uh, riding uh, bikes, or learning you know, words, and catch or and whatever. You knew you should be happy for them, but it hurt mm-hmm. so bad to hear it. Um and we never discussed it with our siblings because there's nothing that could be done. It was just right. it was the way life was. Mm-hmm. But I I probably I don't know about Ben. I dreaded family gatherings. And if I Mm -hmm. had the choice, I probably would have avoided them for years just because it was too painful. But then, of course, you know, once she starts getting older, you're able to process things more. You're you like there. Then the it's and I shouldn't say acceptance because we accepted things from day one. Mm -hmm. But you're able to like the pain wasn't there of like the lost words, the lost this, mm-hmm. the lost that. So then you realized how great it was to have those cousins the same age. Then like going back to Missouri and taking everyone to, you know, to out to eat. That was a neat thing because she didn't at that age have a lot of friends that were similar mm-hmm. age here. So then you got those experiences. But in the early years, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm sure. Especially there's, I know you don't always think of all of the expectations that you have until they happen. Um, and then it hits you right in the moment of, Oh (laughs) yeah, I, I didn't expect it to look like this. Um, but yeah, that's, that's very cool. And, and having those experiences helps you in the future to, you know, recognize them quicker and be able to, I guess, cope with it. Um,
3: It also helps me. Now we have Hudson who is eight, typically developing, it helps me when he is around maybe someone with autism to understand the way that parent might feel with Hudson. Because it is nothing against that child, it's just hard. And so I can at least share that experience, like, I get it. Like, it's hard for you to be happy with what I'm going through with Hudson because you're not going through it right now. So it, it just gives you a new perspective on a lot of things in life.
1: For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. We are gonna, uh, wrap up this episode. I have one last question for you guys and then we'll, um, we'll do some plugs for you guys, but, um, okay. So my last question on this episode for you guys, and of course we'll have you, um, in a couple more episodes, but, uh, how was having Jordan or sorry, how has having Jordan impacted your life? Whether, um, positive or just things that you've noticed? I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but I guess like final takeaways of how your life has changed, um, or things that you've specifically noticed that your life has changed because of
3: her. I think every aspect of my life has changed. Literally there is not a single part of me that is the same. I think I am a much better person and I feel bad that she's had to go through difficult life experiences to get me to this person. But, you know, we live in suburban Atlanta and some of the things that I'm like, in the scheme of life, just don't really matter. And like, I see them mattering to people and I'm like, that would be me because I just, you, you realize there's just so much more to life than, than what I thought before. And I kind of hit on this earlier, the watching how hard she tries on things. She is not a give up kid. Mm-mm. She is going to keep going and keep trying no matter how hard it is. That has really shaped me as a person. I literally look at things like, sure, what can't we do? Because she's she kind gets of gets that from us. Well, I mean, yeah. that both <laughs> both way. Yes. Workers. And yes. I mean. um, but it, it has been fun to see her take that same attitude. And then when we put all three of us together, we're like, whoa, we can conquer the world. Um, But yeah, I I do think that, you know, also so much of my whole life changed because I quit my job. We were in Missouri at the time and there was not many services. So if you, you know, the doctor recommended ABA therapy, well, there Mm -hmm. was one BCBA in the state. So mm-hmm. you got a two hour consult a month. So you uh, had to hire your own therapist. You had to train them. Well, the only way that was going to happen is if I knew it. So I basically took on that role. Yeah. I sat through all of the sessions. So I would sit through and watch 30 hours of therapy a week and take notes. So that way I could make sure there was follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, it, every part of my life changed mm-hmm because she became my focus and I just we always just wanted to help her be the best she could be and whatever that was Mm -hmm. we were okay with but we wanted to be able to go to sleep at night thinking we gave her the best chances of happiness that we could yeah
2: I didn't go through as much as Jackie did Jackie was hands-on every day I was Mm
3: -hmm.
2: going to work that I mean that's what I felt my job in the, in the role was. Yeah.
3: And I think we would both agree over that. I think that has, you asked us about our marriage. Mm-hmm. I think we learned early in life we needed, I would be the one to research, come up with the ideas. I want you to go to work, say, that sounds great and pay for it. And <laughs> yeah. it worked really
2: and well was, for I'm years. Perfect yeah. with that. Until, I just didn't know. Yeah. I, Jackie loves to dig down deep into something and really research it, study. Is this the best thing? Let's try it. I'm going to try it. I'm, and
1: yeah,
2: I'm always okay
3: sure <laughs> go for it you're the go yes man what do I need to do you know but if he <laughs> just the, pay for it okay. if he's the same way then there would be more butting heads yeah. and well, that's right. not what no. I think and so no. we just always clicked we found the style that worked for us we both always had Jordan's best interest at heart we knew that so he Absolutely. knew I might make a bad decision but it was not
2: I would never question it it <laughs> was
3: going to be like we, were, we yeah. truly were doing it because we thought that's what was Absolutely. best so yeah. um and I think that just worked well for us yeah. over all the years.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Um, you were talking about how your whole life has changed because of Jordan. And it made me think of, um, I mean, I I would probably say most all parents of um, a child with ASD or the like would agree, but it made me think about like my own life and Hudson's life, for example, mm-hmm. um, It's it's kind of a blessing that we won't ever have to have a change of heart like that, you know, because we grew up. It's all you've ever known. Yeah, exactly. And with Hudson having Jordan be, you know, his only sibling, he gets a front row seat to it, and it's so so cool.
3: It it really is, and you know, I think it makes him a kinder, more compassionate kid oh um, yeah. you know every parent teacher conference i ever have the first thing that teacher says is he's just so kind he's always looking out for the other students and we've you know we always you know kind of tell him that you could have be walking in her shoes. Mm. It was just luck of the draw. And you need to be her biggest helper, her biggest cheerleader. But we have the same expectations for her. If he's playing sports, she goes to his game. She doesn't always want to. And I say, your brother spends a lot of time cheering you on. You're gonna go, you're gonna be front row seat, and you're gonna smile because that's only fair. She's capable of it and he needs to see her support as well. And so that's just, it's just been our family thing and it's worked well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Um, Okay, we, um, you guys can look forward to hearing from, I almost said Jordan and Jackie, Uh, (laughs) Ben and Jackie um, in a couple upcoming episodes, Okay, so we didn't get to talk about it in this episode, but we will in the future. You guys have a shop uh, that you sell uh, shirts and a bunch of other things. So we will talk about that in future episodes. But where can
3: everyone find you and kind of follow along with your story? So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at Summer Shirt Project. It's the same one across all those. But um, you can learn a lot more about our family. Thank you. This has been fun. Yeah,
1: great. Thank you guys so much for being on. And we look forward to hearing from you in the future. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Used Up Pins podcast. We want to send a huge thank you to Ben, Jackie, Jordan, and Hudson uh, for hosting us a couple weeks ago in Georgia at their warehouse. We had a fantastic time. We're still talking about it, and we love that we were able to get you on for a few episodes. Speaking of that, you can look forward to hearing more of Ben and Jackie And Jordan and Hudson's story over the next couple episodes. The next one, we'll be talking a little bit more about their business with the summer shirt project. And then on the last one, episode nine, we'll have a conversation between Ben and Jackie and then Corey and Andrea about raising children diagnosed with autism. I'd like to remind you that if you haven't left a rating or a, a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do that. We would love a five star review if you wouldn't mind. And leaving a, oh, sorry, a five star rating and leaving a review if you wouldn't mind. We actually have a new review for the first time in a while. This one comes from. Call Chapo and it is entitled, I love Trent. Love listening to your podcast and following Trent and family on social media. I am a middle and high school special education teacher that is fully invested in doing my best to see that all of my students reach their full potential. Autism fascinates me and I learn something new every day from my students. One of my students is a nearly identical clone of Trent minus the drawing ability. But we want to thank you so much for your support and that you are serving the uh, special education community. I think that's awesome. We love seeing people out that have a real passion for it and wanting to continually learn more about it and educate people that might not know about autism. If you're looking for some new artwork or some new apparel, you can head on over to drawingsbytrent.com where you can find artwork to hang in your office or in your school. You can find t-shirts, hats, socks, and as of recently, a brand new children's book that Trent has illustrated has come out that should be available on the website now. So please go over and check that out. And while you're there, you can check out the other two coloring books that Trent has had published, Trent's View of the Zoo, and Trent's Menagerie, I think, or something like that. Anyway, go check them out. They're all great books to pick up. You can also head over to BeKindToEveryone.com, which is the summer shirt project, the uh, moors that we had on today, where you can pick up T-shirts and accessories and all kinds of really cool apparel. If you're on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, you can go ahead and follow Trent at Drawings by Trent at basically all those platforms. And you can find the more family, Jordan and Jackie, on all those same platforms at Summer Shirt Project. We're gearing up toward the end of our season. And for our finale of this season two of the Used Up Pens podcast, we would like to do a really big Q&A. So if you have been thinking about reaching out with a question or just wanting to reach out in general and you haven't left a review yet, please go ahead and do that. If you have an actual question that you'd like us to discuss on air on the podcast, you can reach us at useduppens at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and for that last episode, we'll spend some time answering your questions, feel free to ask anything about Trent that you'd like or if you have any questions about the business how that got started, we'll answer some more of those questions in season 3 we're starting to gear up for that as well but that's really what we want is we want to hear from you guys and we want to we want to talk with you uh, on that last episode so please go ahead and do that, leaving a review we're sending us email, useduppins at gmail.com and as always, thank you for listening and be kind to everyone sorry I did steal that from the summer shirt project That would be cool to have on these episodes. We'll see you next time.